What's up, everybody? This is KJ52. Welcome to the KJ52 Podcast, episode number 16, a talk with DJ Aslan. This one is entitled, Get the Weight Off! Exclamation point. Uh, I uh, had a chance to hop on via Instagram live uh, with a good friend of mine from years years and years and years, who's also a dope DJ, who's also a kid's pastor, who also uh, has made a pretty significant health transformation in the last year. And so... Uh, I know a lot of y'all are trying to get your lives on track uh, health-wise at the beginning of the year, so I thought this would be kind of a cool conversation. Um, and uh, I think realistically, we I don't think we could nail the whole thing in one chat, so this is probably going to be a part two at some point. But um, all that to be said, if you guys like what you are listening to, head on over to patreon.com forward slash KJ52. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash KJ52 and become a patron. That helps support and pay for the podcast. Obviously, this thing isn't free, and that helps me uh, to pay for that. I put a ton of free music on there uh, that you guys can check out and download. So, nothing to it but to do it. We're going to dive right on in, and uh, yeah, God bless y'all. Have a wonderful, wonderful new year. So, uh, I'll talk a little bit about my own fitness journey towards uh, health and wellness. And when I sell this, it's just all with the idea. There he is. Hey, yo. What's going on? About time you joined. Yeah, I think that worked. (laughs) But I was talking a little bit about to uh, all the peoples here, um, just a little bit about my own health journey and trying to get that straight. Uh, We are both pastors, and I thought it was interesting that the second fattest profession out there is pastors. Yikes. Yikes. Clergy members are the second fattest profession behind police officers. Oh. The two people put in society to protect us spiritually and physically uh, we're also too chunky to go chase them, chase them down. But anyway, um, I say that with the idea is that, you know, if our body is a temple, then we want to treat our temple accordingly. We wouldn't walk into church and just throw stuff up against the wall and just be like, yeah, no problem. Um, but I think we also treat our temple not like it's a temple, more like a garbage dump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I uh, life. A lot of, what's that? So I know that life. Yeah. And and me too. And this is the guy who's still dogged by that stupid Mountain Dew song. Seventeen years later. Oh, sorry, bro. It's okay. You make your own bed. In it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's funny though because I, I actually am sitting here in my office too. I have this this picture that someone drew for me, and they highlighted the three most worth health choices I ever made in this uh, sort of KJ highlight picture. Wow. And my my six year old walked in and he saw it and he's like, Dad, you don't. You don't drink that. You don't eat that. And I was like, son, let me tell you about a dark time many moons ago. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, uh, I'll, I'll jump in about my story in a minute. But I know this year has been really revolutionary for you. For and sure. uh, kind of started with, I think, your own desire to kind of get things on track. But I know you also had, you hit me with a lot of questions, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go for sure. Um, I mean, I was uh, around last year. I was 37 turning 38. And uh, always been a um, somewhat skinnier dude. So I, when it came to food, I would just eat whatever I wanted. Uh, you know, I could be at my grandpa's house when I was eight, nine, ten, eleven years old, uh, shooting hoops outside his in his garage, and always go to the fridge and always find Coke and Pepsi. So I would down three, four, five, six cans of soda every day. You know, and then later on in adult years, man, easily two or three. I can't say. It caught up to me like size wise, even though the size was there, uh, I, you know, it was probably pretty hard for me to get very, very big. Um, 
but it was just it was just uh it was time it was time to hit the switch there's a little bit of something that really kicked it in um yeah i definitely um children's pastor here in simi valley california um but i also work at the studios in hollywood and so we did a um a two-hour special where we worked for two weeks straight um building sets and working uh with carpenters and painters and all that so for breakfast in the morning right out the gate the guy one of the guy one of the main guys was like who's running the tommy's tommy's burgers Double chili cheese, double chili cheese burgers for breakfast for like two weeks straight because homie was buying. And so after those two weeks, uh, you know, put me to about the middle of January and which we're coming up on. And uh, that's when I was like, dude, I am about to switch this up. And uh, I knew who to hit up. I, I could hit up Jonah. Um, I knew he's been doing some awesome uh, not only nutrition, but great workouts for years. Um, we did the Air One tour uh, or the, the club, Air One Club. Club Awesome. Club Awesome um, with Seven Time Down and a bunch of other people and stuff. And KJ would grab some of the dudes, some of the youngins from Seven Time Down and go work out with them. And they they were beat. They came like crawling back on the ground like, he got me, he got me. Um, so I knew KJ was uh, on some good stuff. So I knew who to hit up to say, okay, man, I'm ready to do this. And uh, we had many conversations. I don't know how much you want to go into that. but Well, I think I think, cause I think you're kind of selling yourself short because obviously you've been a DJ for quite a long time. I mean, you started as a battle DJ way back in the day. Uh, I know you're in your late 30s. I'm now in my early 40s. Um, but I think sometimes people – that are in the music industry forget that this is like a contact sport, man. Like it is a very, um, not that it's like super physical being in the music industry, but from an endurance standpoint, I mean, you're yeah. talking no sleep, get up, drive all day or fly all day, hit the ground, drive a couple more hours, set up, do your show, which might be an hour, tear down, rinse, repeat, start all over again. And I think what happens is um, the problem is in the contest, the context of that is that like, you're eating terrible. The food at the venue is usually not great. Uh, you're driving, so you're hitting fast food. And little by little, and you're trying to stay awake, so you're caffeinating yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes this hamster wheel. And it is one thing when you're in your 20s when your metabolism runs super high and you got the world in your, you know, in the, in the, in the palm of your hand. But if you have yeah. want to have any sort of longevity in this industry, it's like your physical state, you know, plays into this. And I think a lot of times we forget that. I mean... <coughs> How many of our hip hoppers have died, just straight up died, yeah. not from anything gang related or shooting, just from literal physical health problems. Mm -hmm. um, you think about a guy like uh, Fife Dog who died from complications of diabetes. Look at Big Punisher, you know, who who essentially, I hate to say it, ate himself to death. Um, look at uh, who's the one that just passed away just recently. Um, I, kinda, Sean I, I think I Heavy D. I want to say Heavy, heavy D. D. Died from complications. Gosh, the guy's name is Heavy D. You know, know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I said all this way, the idea is so if you are in the music industry, especially if you're like a front man, like just standing there will not cut it. Like, and, and the one thing I hear all the time is like, I had no idea you were as old as you are. I could never keep up with you on stage. And I'm like, yes, you could if mm -hmm. you chose to. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and the point is that I started maybe almost five years ago, maybe even almost close to 10 years ago was realizing like I had to start training for the stage. But not only that, it's like the physical 
like repercussions of my life of literally living off a of Coke fried cheeseburger and Mountain Dew was catching up to me where I was constantly getting sinus infections, constantly sick, uh, lethargic. Um, and I ballooned for me to balloon to like 215 pounds is pretty big. Like, yeah. I, I'm like you, like I've always been skinny. I've always had a high metabolism, but I noticed once I started hitting my thirties, like I was getting the paunch. And I look back on those pictures because those pictures are like my promo shots. You know, like my whole life was on the internet for the last 17 years. It's like, I can sure. see my, my chunky phases, you know what I mean? And it's hard for me to look at that, even though it's captured forever. Um, I knew if I was going to survive into my 30s, into my late 30s, and into my 40s, physically, I not only would have to be in as good a shape as someone in their 20s, I'd have to be better. Yeah. So I started making changes in the way that I ate. Also, my son, who is um, diagnosed with ADHD, we didn't want to, uh, you know, we didn't want to put him on medicine. Yeah. So I realized, like, some of diet can cannot eliminate ADHD, but it can control it better. For sure. And to be honest with you, like, again, from a spiritual standpoint, you know, Paul says physical training is of some value. So there is some value to that. But I realized, like, everything I was doing was doing wrong. I thought, like, what everybody's probably doing right now with the New Year's resolutions is I want to lose weight. They join the gym. They go in there. They run on the treadmill for an hour. Yep. <laughs> they get frustrated. They give up. And they walk away. Yeah. And I realized I was doing the same thing. I used to go run for 45 minutes thinking if I perform for 45 minutes, then running for 45 minutes will translate. Ugh. I wasn't losing any weight. Uh, you know, all that to be said. So yeah. um, I found out what worked for me without any use of drugs, without any use of, like, supplements, no weird crash diets. Even though I tried a bunch of crazy stuff, uh, I realized, like, it's really a pretty easy fix. And I noticed that you've kind of come to the same point, too, because I would consider both of us what they call hard gainers. It's hard for us to show muscle mass. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's just genetically in the way my body is built. But also, I just don't have time to sit in the gym for an hour, two hours. I don't want to look like that. It's too monotonous. So, like, I changed my workouts and even learned – I bought a book called Eat This, Not That, how to how to eat on on the road. That really helped a lot. But um, what's, like, something this year that you've – maybe two things that you've realized out of your um, – you know, your transformation in this year? Um, I mean, the biggest eye openers for sure. Um, and this, this is the thing that I never put together. I never put together working out smart and eating well and eating some, some good nutrition, some real food. I never put it together. And so I would be that teenager that would get the, the membership at the gym and try to go bench press, uh, you know, for a couple of weeks or whatever. Uh, I was just, and, and that was whatever. Like, so I would just go eat or I'll go work out a little bit to try and eat um, or drink some, some white mochas, you know, knock out a couple white mochas and, you know, an evening or something like that. So it never, I never put it together. And of course that's huge. Um, you know, what the, what you're going to get out of that is huge. Um, but on the food side, I mean, the food side has been awesome. The, the food side, I think has been my strongest, um, even though I put in work, with the working out with, um, you know, KJ and I talk about it all the time, but you know, I hit up some insanity videos and do a bunch of different Tabatas and do a bunch of stuff on some free stuff on YouTube. Um, a lot of body weight exercises besides some weights. Um, but my strongest, um, my strongest push in all of this has been hitting the switch on food and making that choice. And I kind of just posted a, a little bit recently about it through the month of December, 
uh, I had probably three um, girly drinks. Hopefully that's not taken the wrong way or foo-foo drinks from Starbucks. I had three of those. And I want to say the whole year of 2017, I didn't have any starting around January, February. I didn't have any. I mean, I knew how much sugar was in there. And, um, and I cut out so much stuff anyways. And um, that was, I mean, I used to have easily three or four a week. If not, when I was younger and single, I would have one a day, which is ridiculous. Right. Um, so really hitting the switch and having the power and um, the drive to be like, nope, I really don't want to eat cookies. I really don't want that sugar. I really don't want, um, I wasn't big on just the cheat stuff. You know what I mean? I just, I, I wasn't there. So I wasn't going to make myself like, well, I can have a cheat day or I can't have a cheat meal. I can't have a cheat this. I wasn't even something changed big time. So I hit the switch and said, I, I don't really want any of that sweet stuff anymore. And man, that, that, that was huge. And even just doing it over December, uh, you know, just so many Christmas parties and all that kind of stuff. It, to me now, it's not even worth it. They're not even, man, it's not it. I don't have much that's uh, that full on cheat dessert that I'm like really craving for. So which is good. Did you feel like you were almost detoxing from that addiction? Yeah, at first, the first three or four months for sure. Um, but it wasn't very, it wasn't, it was never strong like, oh, I got to go get that or, oh, that, that would taste really good right now. It wasn't that. And, and, you know, I think there was a big physical part of that. Calls coming in. Sorry about that. If I wasn't working out, um, and when I say working out, I mean, gosh, a lot of it, um, was just body weight exercises. I didn't go to the gym for the first five months. I didn't go to a gym at all. I was outside on a basketball court for the first five months, um, sweating in the morning sun. Um, if it wasn't for that, I would have been all over it. And like I said, I never put the two together. I never put the two together. I think, so this is obviously might be a two or three parter, but um, I think one thing, just to maybe smash a couple myths, especially for guys over 30. I think this is probably like super important. I think for guys over 30, you know, men are, we're fix it. We want to fix things. We want, you know, insert a out pops B that's, that's, you know, give it to us in the most simple way possible. Yeah. And I think what happens is, is that the one thing we feel like we can control is, well, I'll go run or I'll do some push-ups or whatever. And I think that's the myth is that most of your weight loss and most, most of turning your health around 80% of it is what you eat. Yes. 20% is probably how you exercise. We get it the other way around. We think, let me do 80% of my workout so I can eat whatever I want for the 20%. And the reality is it just doesn't work like that. You will not lose weight. I mean, one real simple way to, to, to lose weight is to keep yourself in what's called a 500-calorie deficit. And this is the number one way. And for those that don't know, like there was a point where I was like actually certified as a personal trainer. Not that I ever used it. I really just bought it. I just became that to learn more. Yeah. But what I realized was that unless you log your food, unless you literally get, and, and if you have my fitness pal, it's freaking awesome. Yes. Go get my fitness pal and just spend a week logging what you eat. And you would be surprised when you start to realize like, holy crap, I'm taking in like 500 grams of sugar and like a hundred grams of protein. And it's obvious why you can't lose weight because your whole diet is based around sugar. Yeah. And, Sometimes, like, I remember you coming to me and going, dude, I can't seem to put on any muscle. Like, I can't seem to, you know, I, I'm eating right, but I can't seem to put on any muscle. And you sent me, like, your numbers, 
And I looked at it and I was like, you're still getting too much sugar. Like you have to shift the amount of carbohydrates you're getting and start adding more protein. And you're like, how do I add more protein? Well, it's very simple. You either, you know, start having protein shakes or, you know, basically try to shoot for a goal of 100 grams of protein per body weight. Because again, these are all things that I went through. And it it's not that it helps you get like big and bulky, because that's a totally different thing. But right. it does you'll start to see the abs start to come out. You'll start to see the gut start to shrink. And for men, it's a little easier than women. But the other thing I know, too, is that a lot of our workouts are done with the idea was the more calories I burn, the more fat I'll lose. And it really doesn't work like that either. That's why I love doing Tabata workouts because, mm-hmm. and if you are curious about this, um, Marissa says, what should I eat and stuff to lose weight and keep it off? Okay. Well, We'll, well, that might have to be a part two, but sure. Tabata workouts are great because they go after the fat parts of your body and burn those. They're very small. They're basically, the idea is go high intensity, short amount of time. And that really tends to change the body metabolism, but it doesn't fix it because you can do that and still be overweight. You can do that and still be out of shape. You can do that. And a lot of times people do it and they don't change their diet and they just get discouraged and they give up. Um, but Marissa said, what should I eat and stuff to lose weight and keep it off? So I think we'll probably end with this. I'll share some of the things that I got rid of. Um, and you can maybe share some of the things that you got rid of and we'll probably come back and do a part two. But, uh, the guy goes, wait, you're a fitness trainer. (laughs) I said, no, I got certified. I am not, I have trained a few people, but I never was like, I never joined like planet fatness as I call it planet fitness. Um, I can tell you five things that I cut out from an eating standpoint that I've never gone back to. Uh, five things that I've gotten rid of. And you, if you want to lose weight or get in shape, you just can never go back to these five things. Like it's, it's, a lot of people go, oh, well, can I? And it's like, no, just you got to kiss it goodbye. You can never come back to it. One, soda. Don't ever go back to soda. There's literally nothing in soda that has any sort of value for you. Don't touch it. Don't drink diet sodas. They're just as bad, if not worse. Number two. Get rid of juices out of your life, okay? This is a myth that we think if we drink juice, it's healthy. It's actually the opposite. The sugar content in juice is almost equivalent to a soda, okay? And you got rid of all the, uh, got rid of all the, uh, all the, uh, the fiber, sorry, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so get rid of juice. Maybe way down the road, you can come back to juice for a little bit. It's fine. But the idea of juice and detox juices and cleansing is a myth. Uh, number three, get rid of granola. There's nothing in granola that you need to eat unless you're a freaking mountain hiker and you're going up 700 miles into the Andes. You do not need granola. (laughs) Get rid of granola. Four, get rid of bagels. Bagels are bread covered with bread. Okay. (laughs) The the amount of carbohydrates in a bagel is massive. Uh, And then there's a few more I would say, but my fifth one would be say get get rid of white bread. Don't touch it. Don't go back to it. Don't use it. Don't eat white rice. Don't eat white bread. It's processed. It's not the way the bread should look. It's loaded with sugar. Usually it's uh, corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Get rid of those five things and you will see at least a basic beginning of, because that's mostly where a lot of us get our sugar from. Juices, sodas, Those. white bread. What was the other one I said? Granola. Maybe not granola, but, uh, and then, uh, and, and big chunky bread products like bagels. Go ahead. Um, man, I think the easiest way for me is, uh, or to jump on this is to say my daily things that I eat. Is that all right? Yeah, I, mean, so I like told you five all... things don't eat. Why don't you talk about five things you do eat? There we go. So let's go beverages. Water and black coffee. Boom. Water That's and it. black coffee. Water, all you ever I need. Mean, 
water and you know if you keep up with your workouts there you go i got some black coffee right here just some nice simple ground beans water and black coffee if you keep up with your workouts you got to be drinking that water anyways and so that's all i'm drinking yep. water and black coffee um, i did do a little bit of green tea at the beginning it's just not the daily thing i'll throw it in when i can yeah um yep. i tried to really just really dig in and find out about protein find out about protein there's all these different breakdowns all these different kinds of proteins so get some simple proteins every day so that could be some eggs even though you may have to watch it a little bit some straight up eggs some straight up chicken breasts um some tuna if you got to grab some tuna cans eat some tuna cans for sure um of course if you can go turkey and i even go some really low low fat um beef i got no problems getting some low low fat as low fat as possible um beef um for those yep. proteins man that proteins with protein proteins with proteins um and then on top of that um for snacks if you used to eat chips and granola bars and all that see if you can just do a little switch to raw vegetables i mean yep. it's still crunchy it's crunchy like chips grab some carrots um i eat raw broccoli um i know people hate broccoli your your taste buds are going to change. Your taste buds are just going to change if you jump into all of this. So eat some raw broccoli. Um I had some over here some Ofe said no fish. I would definitely say fish. Ofe threw in there. He said no fish question mark. I'd say fish, but you got to make sure the fish is wild caught because a lot of a lot of fish that we eat is uh is farmed and it's actually really bad for you. This this farm tilapia stuff that they put out there. So yes. look for wild caught fish. Uh you know, wild caught albacore tuna is good, and so is salmon, but make sure it's wild caught and not farmed. Sorry, go ahead. That's going to be full of protein right there, and then a bunch of other, like, what, amino acids and all this kind of stuff in the fish. Um, uh, on the back to the vegetables, um, raw peppers, you know, like the different colors yes. of red and, and um, yellow, orange peppers. They're sweet peppers. Um, they're sweet to me now. Um, I used to hate peppers. Um, but, yes, raw vegetables for snacks. They barely have any calories to them. You're getting a bunch of vitamins out of them. I went to the dentist and she said, okay, what are you taking? Meds? Um, nothing. What vitamins are you taking? I said, I'm taking food for vitamins. I get a bunch of vitamins out of raw fruit and yep. raw vegetables. Um, your health is going to change big time. I used to Yeah, and stop cooking your vegetables. Yeah, don't even cook them. I mean, yeah, I, I don't cook, cook them. them. It you takes drain time. out all nutrients. You could eat, uh, yes, yes. You, um, all the nutrients that you're supposed to get from them, you're going to lose a lot of it. And it's easier to grab and go with raw. It just grab, I mean, I just throw some in the Ziploc bag or the Tupperware, grab and go. Those are my snacks. Um, I used to get some major migraines all the time from all that sugar and from whatever else. I used to get major migraines. I used to have to drink a Dr. Pepper to try to knock out the stupid migraine that I had from, you know, obviously just a rotating, um, a mouse wheel of just headache, sugar, headache, sugar, that has gone away. If I've ever gotten the slightest, slightest bit of, of a headache this last year, it's really dissipated, just kind of gone pretty fast. It's never been as hardcore as a migraine. Obviously, that everybody's different, but it's been a huge thing for me to get rid of those migraines. It's, it, used to, it used to knock Chris, me out. Chris just, she just dropped the question in here. She said, is there a schedule you follow for working out, KJ, or do you just do anything with working out? Absolutely not. I used to just do anything and got nowhere. Um, I'm now down to only working out about three times a week. Uh, but the intensity level that I do it is so high 
that I probably can't do it more than three times a week. Now, that's not to say I just sit around for the other four days. I'm active on the other days. It's just that I do a very intense Tabata workout three days a week, sometimes four. But you really, if you can do Tabata workouts more than four, you're not doing them right. Mm. You shouldn't only be able to do them. So uh, we can maybe talk about Tabata on the next one. But if you get a chance, just look up Google search the Tabata method. Um, it's a super simple way. It takes the guesswork out of, out of your workouts. Uh, it probably will leave you throwing up at the end. I'm joking. But um, yeah. for me, I hated counting reps. I didn't like counting, figuring out how much weight I was supposed to do. I do body weight for the most part in Tabata. And it works better for me at my age because a lot of people like to join CrossFit or they join, you know, some big built body, you know, heavy working out thing. A lot of problems with the CrossFit and stuff like that is they're cheering you on to do 100 dead bell, uh, 100 kettlebell lifts. You don't need to do 100 kettlebell lifts. You shouldn't do 100 kettlebell lifts. Yeah. Unless you're a freaking CrossFit star. You know what right. I mean? Right. But with Tabata, you're only going to be able to do as much as you can in that set of time. So um, I am specific about the workouts that I do, but I only do them about three days a week. And to be honest with you, that's really all you need to do. Um, that's something you, I remember when we had this conversation because you were like, Yo, man, I'm doing. I'm running a mile every day, two miles every day, and I'm doing <laughs> insanity. And I'm going to the gym. I can't figure out why I can't put on any muscle mass. I'm like, too much. You realize how much you're? I was like, you're completely overdoing it. You're on your way to an injury. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of times our mentality is like, if we do more, we'll get more results. And it's actually counterintuitive. But you can actually do less at a higher intensity and get more results. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah, you got to be smart about it. I, I was never smart about working out at all. I mean, that was a lot of my bounce back to KJ back and forth was uh, just getting schooled on all these styles of, of working out. Um, you know, you just got to kind of change up your mindset of like exactly what he was talking about. So many people think I can go do a bunch of cardio. If you really want to burn fat, if you want to burn fat, you got to do something different. You can't jump on that treadmill or the bike, um, I mean, there's there's different ways, but if you want to burn fat and in a good steady way, I mean, I didn't, I lost 25 pounds. Uh, I mean, I'm not very big. I was at 175. The lowest I clocked in at was 148. So I almost lost 30 pounds yeah. um, of just sugar. I probably had like 10 pounds in my face. It was so crazy. Um, <laughs> The last time KJ saw me here in California, he's like, you're looking like a little boy, man, because, I mean, yeah. I was looking like the dad with the big face yeah. and just chunky jowls like a big old dog or whatever. And and there's a bunch of <laughs> there's a bunch of fat there in the face that you can really lose. Um, yeah, so someone – I think someone just jumped out again, and they said, you know, what's the, what's the program or app that you follow? I do I, – I, if I had to give – if I had to coach somebody right now, this is what I would say, especially if they're just starting out. What I would do was I would say the, the simplest things you can do is a sprint, a push-up, and a sit-up. Sure. That's literally just three simple things, right? If you do a sprint in a Tabata format, for those on a Tabata is, it's 20 seconds all out, 10-second rest, 20 seconds again, 10-second rest. You do it eight times. That sounds like nothing, but you should be dead by the time that's done, okay? Sprint, real you sprint, can do a sprint, not like a death. In the Tabata, that will be your cardio. You can do it as a push-up in the Tabata. That will be your upper body. You can do a sit-up as your Tabata. That will be your core. You've hit legs, core, 
and upper body all in the same thing. Now that's a very simplified version. Obviously it doesn't hit everything, but that's a great place to start. Now if you're like, I can't even do a push-up, no problem. Go to the wall and do the push-up against the wall. Mm -hmm. If he's like, well, I can kind of do a push-up and then I'm gonna get tired, then, then do a halfway push-up, you know, just elevate yourself up. There's a million ways you can fix that. The thing is with body weight, if you're older, body weight is, is good because your body will shut down before it can injure itself, meaning your muscles will fill with lactic acid. You can't do anymore. Yeah. Another myth I think we should probably throw out is there is get off the freaking machines, okay? The machines in the gym are they're not that they're useless, but for the average person, you will not get the workouts you need. And when you're doing a machine, you're being assisted by the machine. If you do free weights at a low, low weight and body weight, your chances of injury are much less. But the problem is when you do a free weight, I mean, not the problem, but the benefit of free weight is you're using all different kinds of muscles to stabilize that weight versus yeah. the machine. Yeah. So what do most people do on their resolution? They go get on the treadmill for an hour, the bike for an hour, then they go do a couple machines, and yeah. then they, that's it. And then they're done by the three weeks. Seriously. So, um, Sparkle said, do you hit all three every day? I hit all three. I don't hit it every day. Absolutely not. I do, I do three times a week but I do full body workouts that more came out of necessity because I was always in hotels and I didn't know when I was going to have access to everything. Yeah. If that makes sense. But, um, you know, I've done P90X. I've done P90X two. I've done insanity. I've done game day. I've done all those. While those are good, those are super high cardio and they don't really build muscle mass. You will lose some weight, but honestly, most people should not be working out hard cardio for an hour straight. You don't need to. Yeah. Uh, and that's coming from someone who did all those, took a look at myself about a month later. I'm like, I don't think I've barely lost anything, if that yeah. makes sense. But it's, I get it. it it's good. If that's all you have and that, that helps guide you, go for it. More power to you. Just keep in mind, most of your change is 80% what you eat. And don't follow the stupid P90X meal guide. It costs like $400 to follow Ooh. that meal guide. Ooh. It's, not even, it's not even worth it. Um, you know what I've seen, man, throughout this, this whole last year? People, yeah. people do want that system. And, and for anyone right. checking this out right now, people want that system. They're saying, okay, what plan are you doing for food? They, like, what, what's the name of it? What's the name of that plan are you doing for food? What's the name of the thing you're doing for workout? And I think we have to get away from that mentality a little bit. I think we have to really just make it lifestyle. When it comes to food, it's got to turn into lifestyle. It's got to be, I, I hit that switch. It turns into lifestyle. Yeah. KJ made it so simple for me. He said, eat what God made. If God made, if God made it, if this junk came from the ground, get it. Uh, if eat it's it. so simple that's, that's and it's the most simple. natural if you, form, have, if you ever have a question, if God made it, yeah. eat it. If man yeah. made it. Don't eat it. In fact, someone just asked me, what are your thoughts on Shakeology and other types of protein meal replacement shakes? Freaking waste of money. Yeah, it's probably expensive. And, and all that is is a multi-level marketing scheme to suck you and to keep you in. You don't need 300 pounds of nutrients in one shake. Your yeah. body will just crap it out. <laughs> okay. In fact, when people go, oh, I got a 45-gram protein shake for you, your body can only absorb about 30 grams of that. So do I take protein shakes? Yeah, but I'll tell you yeah. what I take. It's yeah. just to give me a little extra protein. I take an organic plant, 20 gram protein shake. I mix it with, um, I mix it with some almond milk and that's it. I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
Blue Frog said, with hope to share, judge much? <laughs> yes, absolutely. You ask me the question, I am judging it. Get off that stuff. Yeah. I did it. I wasted my money with it. You're, you're, it's, it's, it's a, I don't even, it's just not worth it. It's not needed uh, at all. Yeah. You don't have to even hit the, if you're stuck and you got to hit a Jamba and try and get something real, uh, you know, the less sugar Jamba or whatever, fine, if you're stuck. But man, you can make way better stuff at home. And yes. you need some bananas and some almond milk and stuff. And, and if you find a cheap, that's a good, I use Orgain. I think KJ used the same one. Orgain, I get it yeah. from Costco. It's a veggie-based um, protein powder. It tastes good. There's chocolate and vanilla and whatever. Yeah. Um, it's going to be cheaper than hitting all those spots. Yes. It's really, it's really not neat. You can do so much on your own. Juice, tropical smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Thank you, Patty. Appreciate that. Something's going um, down in the office there. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we are working. We are at work. So, yeah, we have to handle that. Someone said, what's a chance for a recipe for a good protein shake? Okay. Get some protein powder. Mix it with almond milk. You're done. That's it. Okay. That's it. It's not a complex thing. Here's what happens when people go, oh, I'm going to make this amazing meal replacement protein shake. This is the problem. Um, if you take a banana, blend the whole thing up. You take orange juice, you blend that all up. You stick a protein shake in there. You blend it all up. You have now just drank probably upwards to 500 to 700 calories, and yeah. most of that is sugar. Yeah, yeah. Okay? This is why juicing is a terrible idea. Okay? Because mm -hmm. you wouldn't sit down and eat seven oranges at once, but you can put seven oranges in a juicer and drink it. Yeah. <laughs> John simplify, simplify, simplify. He goes, my girlfriend tried shake out. She's about to sleep on the couch. Her farts were horrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that may happen anyways. If you start getting this natural stuff, that may happen. It could happen. Yes. This Shout out to the vegans. I, I'll say nothing else. Um, anyway, this is obviously tons of information. We can't deal with it all in one thing. I got actual work to do, and I'm sure you do too. We will do a part two on this, uh, and, and, and you guys can actually shoot me an email with if you do have questions i will put it on the next podcast it's really easy to remember it's just kj52 at kj52.com kj52 at kj52.com <laughs> quan59 is in there <laughs> he uh -oh. said when you take pizza shout out to quan all right you guys we love y'all god bless thank you thank peace. you man peace out uh.